0: Welcome to Profit First Nation, the
1: official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Today is an incredibly special episode. It is a Profit First journey where we have someone who has read Profit First and taken the leap and implemented it in their business. So today I would like to introduce Renee Moore. She is the owner of Canine Craze Performance Center, a dog training facility in Urbandale, Iowa, and she is also the creator of Dog Perfect and Puppy Perfect, which um, will turn your naughty dog or your naughty puppy into the perfect dog uh, through her innovative and uh, just dynamic online training programs for that. Welcome to Profit First Nation, Renee. Thank you for having me. Uh, so, uh, we haven't spoken a while, which has been on purpose, uh, so that, uh, we can get the real download. Cause it's been about a year since you implemented profit first, uh, you, you, you read the book and you dove right in right away, and then we got connected pretty quickly. Um, and then I think you might have had like a question to the podcast or or something. And then uh, and then you joined in July of 2023. So you know, two a little a little less than two months after starting Profit First, you joined um, our our community second half strong, which was really gonna you know, get you focused and you showed up every day to work an hour on your business and you made such a huge transformation over that six months. So we're going to talk about kind of like your journey here. That's why it's the Profit First Journey episode. So we'll talk about what got you to implement Profit First, kind of like some things about that implementation process Then we'll talk about your experience in second half strong and, and then what's been going on in 2023. So, um, did I say that right? So you implemented it in May of 2022 and you joined second half strong in July of 2022. I think I might've gotten those years wrong. So sorry about that. Um, all right. So, so what, um, what, what made you implement profit first? How did you hear about profit first? So I
0: was in the mastermind and in the mastermind, somebody had mentioned the profit first book and it intrigued me because one thing that I had always struggled on uh, in the world of business, of owning a business is I never had any money in the bank. And in fact, I was always scrambling and then when certain uh, payments would come up for different things, it'd be like, okay, where am I going to find this extra money this time? And, um, it just, I, I just never, I never had enough, and it seemed to disappear quickly. And it was silly because when you're a six figure business, you're going, will you bring in a lot of money? Where's all the money going? And so uh, I was kind of just tired of the rat race.
1: Awesome. And, and, and you really, I mean, like clearly you, you read the book and you're just, I'm like, I'm doing this. And I mean, I, I would say that you, you know, just were one of those people that, that didn't waste any time in terms of implementing it. Um, it, uh, tell, tell everyone is the implementation easy, medium or hard to do? And about how long did it take you from when you finished profit first, reading the book, to um, actually doing your first full allocation day.
0: Yeah, so um, I finished reading the book in the in spring of 2022. I want to say it was around to April. It was about within the month that I had opened up the accounts. I actually switched banks um, and I opened up the accounts and I moved everything over. And it, it was a process because you have a lot, well, if anybody's like me, which I'm sure you are, you have a ton of automatic payments. And so you had to like set things up in a way that, you know, things weren't getting lost in translation as you were moving things about. But it was about four to six weeks from the time I finished profit first, opened the bank accounts, and then did my first allocation because I had to get everything moved over. Um, Hard or not? um, It's not hard. What's hard is the mental work. Because we are, we're driven by our habits. And then Mike talks about that all the time. And um, when you make this shift, you have to continually tell yourself, okay, like if you if you jump in, I love your all in because if you jump in, you have to jump all in, you can't just do it a little bit, it'll never work. And so I just, I jumped in and I made it happen. And I'm very glad I did. Um, It it has been a lifesaver on multiple occasions where I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is a month and we didn't make as much income as we normally do. And I have money in the bank to cover the bills.
1: Excellent. Um, Yeah. Like you're, you're, you're the poster child for Profit First, definitely. (laughs) Um, So a couple of things. Um, Why did you decide to change banks? Okay.
0: Very good question. I chose banks. I went to a credit union from a a regular bank. Um, The regular bank, they were not willing to work with me. I went in, I sat down with a banker that I kid you not, I have had for 15 years. And I said, this is what I want to do. You know, could I open these accounts? I would like to not, you know, have fees associated with these accounts. This is what I'm doing. Um, And she said, sorry, it's not bank policy. We can't do it. And I said, okay. And I left that day and I went and set an appointment with the other bank. And I went to a credit union.
1: And, and, and the credit union welcomed you with open arms and said, are you sure you just want five accounts? We could give you 10, 20 accounts. <laughs> Absolutely. And I have since opened. I think, oh my gosh, when
0: I go in and I go to do a deposit, it's so funny to watch some of their faces because they, they they're like, you have so many accounts because I have more than just the, the regular accounts. I've opened other accounts and done some advanced profit first stuff.
1: Excellent. Um, because, you know, and, 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 and when in doubt, open an account and it gives you some clarity. So we'll kind of talk about those. Um, what, what are some examples of additional accounts that you have? So I ended up
0: because I am the I have about 20 employees. And so I have a payroll account. So rather than it being in with operations, I have a payroll account. Um, I also have a um, quarterly and annual uh, payment account where I take out of operations the monthly amount and I transition it into that account. So it's kind of a holding account, right? So then when those payments come up, I can pull the money. Um, And then I have... um, We have an agility program that runs in a totally different location. Um, And so I have an account for that because I have a stipend of that money that goes to buying new equipment or upgrading equipment. So we have that as an account. Um, And I also have I have separated. I actually have two income accounts because one, I wanted to keep track of what I was bringing in online like virtually okay. for the online course. Sure. And then I have all of my in-person business go into uh, an income account. So I just, I wanted to keep track of the, the flow of money between those two um, aspects within the same business.
1: That's awesome. Um, Cause especially, you know, like um, are, are you having... Um, is the uh, is the online programming do, does that do those have specific start and stop dates um, or is that a continual enrollment? It's a continual enrollment but but really really nice clarity that you're getting to see um, you know where where is the revenue coming from and again, you wanted to see specifically about the online programming and that revenue. So there's no there it's totally plausible to have, you know, two income accounts, and then you're just doing the allocations, um, from, from those income accounts. So awesome. Totally great. And, uh, and because they're one business entity, you can still have multiple income accounts. Now, um, you you said you know probably like the hardest part or you know one of the hard, ch- most challenging parts or tedious parts was was making the transition to the new bank but it forced you to um you know really kind of take a hard look at those automated payments that were happening uh you know did did that did that prove to to find you some uh profitability by eliminating some operating expenses that were just kind of Uh, seeping out every month because they were just being automatically debited?
0: Yes, I had about around 5% of my operations. That I cut out wow. without even, but yeah, just I cut out because there were automatic payments. I didn't need to do it. Um, I, there were things I could cancel. There were things that I was paying for I didn't even know I was paying for. And um, it absolutely did. And and now, you know, I, I do a lot on spreadsheets. I know, Danielle, you love your spreadsheets. <laughs> um, so I have a whole spreadsheet and every single month. I have everything noted now for all of my automatic payments. And I'm literally looking at it
1: monthly. Excellent. Excellent. So, so, so if something changes in your business, that subscription that you now have a different. Uh, vendor for and such is 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 eliminated quickly and efficiently uh, because remember people there's only two ways to increase profitability number one increase margin which means raising prices and number two decreasing expenses every dollar that goes out of your business as an operating expense is one less dollar going towards your profitability so um, that is awesome and a great tip there to you know really just especially it sounds like you you know um, you're taking advantage of maybe some annual 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 discounts and and Mm -hmm. such, because you set up that, that, that separate allocation account where you can accumulate kind of like the monthly value of it, but then it's sitting there. So when you have to make that annual payment to get that, you know, annualized discount versus paying month to month that that's there and such. So, um, so a great tip is to really on those recurring payments um, or things that you're paying annually, you know, having, having a spreadsheet, having kind of like a calendar view of, you yeah. know, when does this, wh- when, when does this renew and, you know, do I need to cancel it before the renewal comes up? So, awesome tips there. All right. So, um, so you started allocating and then you joined second half strong. So second half strong was a very, um, focused end into the year. Like that's why it was called second half strong so that you're spending July through December and you're making the second half of 2022 strong. And, um, in that program, uh, basically the, one of the real keys was that you would sprint on your business every day. And so you would, you would spend an hour of quiet time. Um, but, but, but we check in, we do it over zoom, but, but no one was talking, um, and, uh, and, and sprinting on your business and dedicating that hour to working on your business. And oh my gosh, you accomplished so much. So, so talk about like that kind of shift in that, that mindset and that habit of, of working on your business an hour a day.
0: Yeah, it really it well several things actually. Let me start with saying that initially, that hour a day, it took me a little bit to even figure out what was most efficient to work on in that hour. So, um, but once I got a plan, it was so nice. I was able to get a little bit done every day. I was able projects that I had had on my to do list for years, in some cases, I actually got traction on. Um, also coming back to the drawing board on a daily basis for that hour, allowed me to continually focus on the business and the direction I was going, which when you get caught up in the minutia of your business in the day to day, you often lose sight of it. and next thing you know, you know, you're, you know, it's miles the wrong direction. And by doing that hour every single day, It allowed me to come back and start my day with focusing on where I'm going and the goal. And then nothing during the day really took me off track for what I actually need to focus on. And when opportunities or things would come up, I learned it's okay to say no.
1: Very good. Yes. So, so, so that sprinting on your business ideally happens in like one of the, in the, the first hour of, of your day of your business day, because, you know, with best intentions, uh, our days as a business owner often get hijacked and, you know, we go to put out the fire, we go to what's urgent and, maybe not important, but having that that sprinting hour in that morning really allows you to be super strategic and really kind of knock through things. Uh, but it is important to have a plan. Um, and so in and, and, and kind of uh, saying, okay, here's what I want to accomplish over five days of sprinting, or here's what I want to accomplish over the next 10 days of sprinting. So, so you just totally knocked it out of the park. Um, kind of maybe like walk us through you know, where your business was and the evolution it took, um, during second half strong. Um, I've got the spreadsheet, uh, if, 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 if you need a refresh on that, um, but uh, yeah, so tell us tell us a little bit. Give us give us some numbers. Give us a breakdown.
0: Oh, my gosh, give you some numbers. I don't remember my numbers from then. We're six months into 2023. Okay, so <laughs> I guess where I, I'm, I'm uh, going to say to start is, um, I really took a hard look at the industry standard. And I refused to be in a box. So a lot of things happened in that um, six months of second half strong, where um, I really looked into, well, the industry does private trainings, for example, private trainings with dogs this way, the industry holds training classes this way. Um, But, you know, I think I kept saying to you guys over and over and over again, I was like, Um, this isn't working. Like people come in and they think a six week class is all they need to train their dog and then they're good. And that's just not the way it works. And so, um, in, in regards to numbers, uh, I remember when we were reverse engineering, I love your reverse engineering. Um, we were looking at what's the most profitable, what takes the least amount of time has the highest profit margins. And what we really came down to is classes, um, training classes right. was, was one of our in-person, um, the, the highest profit margin, as far as in-person services, we obviously have my consulting, but that's another thing. Um, so uh, the classes were, were the best, but one of the things I kept saying to you, which this is one of my big changes, by the way, that I was going to share is, um, people would take the first class, but then they wouldn't sign up for the sequential classes or a small percentage of people would. And, um, so this is where I said, I know the industry does it this way, but forget about it. I'm throwing it away. And I took dog perfect, which was my virtual class I put together. And that's what we offer now in person. And so if you come take an obedience class from us, you can't just take six weeks and be done. It's a 15 week course. You take it all or you take nothing. And that's just that's not industry standard. But I have to tell you, it's helped our bottom line. Because now when people sign up, they sign up for the whole thing. It's not trying to get people to sign up over and over again
1: and 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 really you know it's it, it what you what you finesse is is kind of giving people what they what they what they what they want but also what they need they they yes. they want obedience training they want it to be they want the results but what they really need is a 15 week program they really need something that is different than what is in the industry right now, and um, and I'm sure, like you know, because you changed your model, I mean, your clients are getting amazing results because now they're they they they're you're delivering what they need. It wasn't necessarily what they wanted, um, what they thought they wanted, but it is what they need to get the results that they want.
0: Yes, absolutely, a hundred percent. And now we're not spending money and time on the back end trying to get people to sign up for the next class. Instead, they get it all. It's all inclusive.
1: Awesome. And then, so you mentioned a little bit about monthly consulting or your consulting, which um, was a monthly retainer. And I want to say you, like we, we talked about a little bit and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is an incredible margin for you. And, and, and you really kind you really had a true passion for it too, because you brought an expertise to it and you were really helping the organization that you were consulting with in a, in a phenomenal way. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, you at least doubled, but possibly tripled that consulting fee doubled. Yes. Doubled. Okay. <laughs> Amazing double, but, but like you doubled it in like, uh, like two months. Right. I mean, yeah, it
0: was something like that. Yeah.
1: Right. Right away. And, and you know, what's, what's funny about that. And I was talking to my daughter about this today is, is what's important. And, you know, I think, you know, you've been part of masterminds and stuff before, but what, what, what I hope second half strong did for you was it gave you an opportunity to kind of like get things out of your head, talk to someone and put like, I'm going to say, put it out into the universe, you know? Um, because you probably never really taught, you know, like I forced the conversation on consulting. Um, yes. it was kind of like, well, this is fine, da, 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 whatever. But then, you know, when you put a little effort into it, when you, when you looked at it a little bit closer, it, it doubled for you and at, at a tremendous margin. So, uh, you know, those kind of things make a difference. And it, and it's not one thing, right? It's the sum of all things that really has made your business more valuable, more profitable easier to run too, because you also kind of, um, you know, by peeling back the layers on these different offerings and really kind of like breaking up the business and and, and deciding what you wanted to focus on, what you could make better, what you could make more profitable, you, you really found opportunities to, to increase that. I mean, we, we were talking about your um, your private training and, yes. you know, how that was a bit of a scatter model um, in terms of bookings. And then you, you change that up to um, make it a a tighter schedule and more efficient so that you weren't paying for trainers who didn't have appointments in between appointments or they had to travel great distances, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we changed it into a membership because uh, the membership is, and we started that in January as well. That was another thing that came, there were so many things that came out of second half strong, but I, I mean, I'm just I'm hitting the iceberg here, Um, the tip of it. Uh, So the other thing that came out with the private trainings, you're absolutely right, was there were, I was paying payroll for times that the trainers weren't working with clients. So I hit it actually from both angles. So um, trainers needed to be working with clients in order to be paid. But on top of that, the other thing that happened was I turned our private training into a membership, which means you pay a membership fee on a monthly basis and you have a time slot with your trainer every week or every other week and you meet with them and you get charged for any time slot in the month that the trainer's available and we're open as a facility. And if that means that it's three times in that month, you'd meet, you get, you get charged for three times. If you can't make it, you can't make it like that's like you're paying to have that
1: time slot. So, um, it's it's reserved. So, so you're getting paid no matter what, which, you know, the cancellations were kind of killing you because you're still paying your staff, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Especially a lot of them were last minute cancellations. I mean, we looked through and in one month there were 45 reschedules and not, and not only were there 45 reschedules, but the reschedules took away from us as well because it tacked it onto the end of their package. And so not only were we out the money of the one that they now called and canceled, but then we were out and the time right it's the time the trainer's time and everything else the one that they canceled it, we were out it on the back end as well because if they didn't renew their package that's another time slot that's gone and we so I inksnate it from both sides so I fixed it we, we <laughs> smashed it like a sandwich and it's been it's been great
1: yeah, I remember kind of like when you were you were you were starting to like peel back those layers when we mm-hmm. were together um for like the end of the 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 strategic planning session for 2023 um and and the and the group had come together in person and like you were just on fire after we were done <laughs> and we sat in the lobby there and you really just are like, "Oh, there's some retooling here, big retooling." And you just cloud through it and really got it figured out. And again, like not doing necessarily what every other dog training performance center is, is doing you, you got smart about it. Um, and, 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 and clients, uh, you probably didn't lose clients. Right.
0: No, we didn't. Um, I, You know, you always worry about that when you make changes like this. But um, no, we had no client that responded in a negative light. Um, where they they left for that reason. I mean, we had some meet their training goals and then moved on. But that happens all the time. But we didn't have any angry clients come to us and go, I can't believe you're doing this. Like this is this is crazy or absurd. Um, Yeah, everybody was so nice. And you're you're right. And in fact, it was that uh, strategic planning session, when you're talking about I was on fire. That's when I decided I said, What am I doing creating two programs, I need to take my virtual program and offer it in person. And that's when I made that decision. And then And when I came home uh, back to the facility, we we um hit the ground running and we got it changed for January.
1: That's awesome. And you know, I think the other thing too, um when when we when we when when you think about your online training program and even the change that you made to your um to your membership program is Mm -hmm. you've built in some accountability. And, and when you've built in some accountability for your customers or your members, they're going to get results because you're keeping them accountable to showing up, doing the work. And therefore, if they show up and do the work, they're going to get the results, right? Um, they're going to get them better, faster, cheaper, not, and and when I say cheaper, it's going to be because they got it done in 15 weeks. They didn't do six weeks and then take a break and, and then come back, you know, a few months later and really kind of have to start at week one again and repeat the process. Um, it's, it's, it's really about just making things super, super efficient for your clients, um, And, 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 and charging a a, more of a premium, but, but ultimately I think in the end, your clients, even though they're paying maybe a premium versus your competitors, they're getting the result, the ultimate results cheaper than going through the, the traditional way or the way that all the other programs are doing it. Would that be fair to say? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And the other thing that allows the accelerated learning is the fact that they're with the same trainer. So that same trainer, like if you if you and your dog are absolutely rocking Mm -hmm. it, that trainer can push you along further and push you farther than even where the curriculum is in the class, where if you're switching from trainer to trainer to trainer, because even in our facility, I mean, we have 20 employees of those 20 employees, like 12 of them are trainers. So if you're switching from class to class, and you have different trainers at different levels teaching different classes, they when you come into their class for the first time, they don't know you and your dog, if you have six weeks with them, you spend the first two to three just to get to know them and their dog.
1: So, yeah, so accountability, like making it it, it, it kind of just you took away the, the 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 leisure to cancel ad hoc because you were getting a lot of last minute cancellations. You know now that they're paying a membership, they want to get their their credits in for that month for that membership. So they're going to be staying on track in the program and not wanting to give up those credits. But I really like that. And, and, and then the continuity. So, you know, because they've got the same trainer showing up because they're locked in to that, to that schedule and such, perfect. But I really like that term accelerated learning. Um, and, and that's something that I've really had to like you know that that's it's hard but it's totally worth it so you know i think of our programming um even with uh with with second half strong or the all in company etc uh you know it's a it's a lot and so it's 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 it it can be challenging but it's so worth the challenge to make hard things simple and so you know when you can get accelerated learning in in motion you're getting results for your clients and your customers way faster and more efficient and again i'm gonna go back to that's better faster cheaper um when when you can get it done lickety split in that accelerated learning model so just awesome um what advice do you have to um entrepreneurs who you know have successful businesses um and you but but they've kind of just been doing the same old same old
0: Well, okay. First, I guess I have to say this. Change is good. And you should never be stagnant. And there's always now don't get me wrong, there might be certain core things that make your business what it is. But the, everything on the fringes, you gotta be exploring. You gotta push yourself outside your comfort zone. Oh my gosh, I hear you and me right now. Me getting outside my comfort zone. Uh, so you gotta push outside your comfort zone and you're gonna grow as an individual. You're gonna be able to help more people. You're gonna grow your innovation. And, um, if it's hard, it's working.
1: That's awesome. Well, congratulations to your success. Cheers to another profitable day. My entrepreneurial friend, Renee, um, if you would like to check out Renee's programming, whether you're in Urbandale, Iowa, or, um, you want to do it online, you can go to caninecraze.com and for her, a dog. Perfect. Turn your naughty dog into the perfect dog. Go to caninecraze.com forward slash dog hyphen perfect. Thank you so much, my entrepreneurial friends, and we will see you next week.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Profit First Nation podcast. We hope you found today's episode valuable and that it's inspired you to take action towards achieving permanent profitability in your business. If you want to learn more about how to implement Profit First in your business and connect with a community of like-minded entrepreneurs, be sure to visit us at ProfitFirstNation.com to download our how-to guides and resources. Remember, permanent profitability is within your reach, and we're here to support you every step of the way. So let's do Profit First right together.
1: First Nation website, related podcasts and videos are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.